deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host Justin West and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with, JD. Hey big guy, how's it going today? Oh, you know, it's it's been an interesting week. As you can hear from JD's voice, uh, he's kind of under the weather. Uh, myself had a little something too. As of yesterday, we we probably both would have been doubtful on the injury report. Uh, kind of upgraded to questionable at best. We're trying to get this one out for you this week. It's a little later than normal, and it's going to be a little more abbreviated than normal, but. We're we're getting some stuff out to you anyway. Float floating without a guest this week. Uh, it's just just gonna be the two of us, and uh, you know that there's something to be said about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, two's better than none, I guess. Hey, uh, judging by the way you're feeling, uh, you're probably not drinking anything. Other. What do you got, some tea there in front of you? Yeah, I got me some uh, African red rooibos tea right now. Trying to soothe that old throat. Nice. Uh, I got myself some lemon-lime Gatorade. Going to probably be taking part in, in the uh, sober October, uh, at least until Halloween weekend. Hey, I nothing wrong with that. So moving on from our drink here, um, how'd you do last week, JD? Last week was a rough week for me. I did not, right? I was batting zero, I guess. I went zero for 10 in my head-to-heads. I ended up coming in fourth in a 20-man tournament to save my weekend. But that's about it. With all the, with all the NFL games apparently scoring... 50 plus points it really put me in a bind what about yourself yeah i i can't say that i had the best week uh had a couple of good calls i was on a a good portion of the right plays unfortunately this was just one of those weeks where you had to be on pretty much all of them even even in cash so uh my cash lineup at 170 this week um really didn't work out i did a, had a la, uh another two versus two decision and ended up going with andy dalton and michael thomas and if i'd have gone with uh, watson and julio would have would have had me above water but um anyhow it, it's you got to take uh take the good with the bad and when you when you know you've got the right players in your player pool you know, you can't play them all, so 
just comes down to a little bit of a decision here and there, and you don't always make the right one. But yeah, it's just trust in the process. Uh, you said your your uh, cash lineup or your head to head score was a one seventy. Uh, that was the lowest score that I went up against this week or this last week. Uh, so just to give people an idea of how things change from week to week. The week before, uh, I think I only went against one person that had anything higher than a 165. And this last week, I had 10 people that were 170 or higher, and eight of them were at 205 or higher. Yeah, it seems that uh, with with the rule adjustments that the NFL's made, the scoring has really gone up, which may may require us to adjust our strategy a little bit even for cash going forward some of these safe floor guys even though they're only three thousand you can't be relying on 10 points out of them because it's not going to get you where you need to go but you know all in all it's uh it makes for a little more excitement when the scoring is up so we just got to make sure we're we're getting zoned in on the right plays. And speaking of right plays, uh, my Mitch Trubisky call last week turned out to be a, a doozy. And uh, that guy, I think I think he went off for the most points on the weekend. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, have you make that call every week for the rest of the year, if you don't mind. Uh, well, you know, this, this weekend the Bears are off, but... If we can get 80% of that production from him the rest of the year, I think the Bears are going to go far this year. Agreed. Bear down, baby. Yeah, it gives us a little bit of little bit of hope and excitement to see what actually can come out of the Matt Nagy offense and uh, I can't I can't say how excited I am about it. So it was very efficient, much like the Chiefs have been this year. I will cool my Jets just a little bit since he was going against a third-string safety and two rookie DBs, but it was fun to watch. Hey, you know, they're they're not all going to be top 10 defenses that he plays, so like I said, if we can get like 80% out of that, of that on a weekly basis, I think we'll be good with it. So, how about season long? Do you have any uh, any good results there? <laughs> no. Last week was a rough week. I uh, I lost everything. Everything. I I was crying Sunday night. Well, that stinks. I know. I I had a tough loss myself. Coming into Monday night, I had Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Emmanuel Sanders. And I was down like 28 points. I ended up coming one, like 1.7 points short. And uh, Kelsey caught a ball in the end zone that was nearly a touchdown there at the end. Um, there were a couple other missed opportunities. I really only needed like 16 yards. or Maybe I lost by 1.5. I've, lo- I've lost... I'm two and two in my league, and I've lost by a total of one point seven points 
on the two that I lost. So that can be really frustrating. But again, it's a trust the process thing. Yeah, it's it's fun though. We'll we'll hope for some better results. I'm pretty pretty happy with my team and my depth right now. So that being said, let's let's talk a little bit about this week. Um, starting out at quarterback, who who are you looking at? I'm gonna go ahead and uh, go with the uh, one of the chalkier plays with Ben Roethlisberger uh, playing against Atlanta. Uh, my big reasons for it: he's putting up 40 plus attempts a game, and he's averaging 350 yards for those games. And Atlanta gives up the fourth most points to QBs. So even though he's on the higher end for QB cost, uh, the upside's just there. He's got a solid floor. And like I said, that ceiling is easy four times. Uh, yeah, he's this game is one that is definitely going to be targeted. There's a lot of uh, juicy-looking plays. You're not going to be able to play them all in, in one lineup, but I think the uh, total for that game is up to uh like 58 i think and i heard a stat somewhere i can't i wish i could remember where it was but games that that have totals of 57 or higher go over the total like 90 percent of the time so um pretty all that tells you there's gonna be a lot of scoring in this game Pittsburgh's defense hasn't been so hot either, so it should be a back-and-forth shootout. And like like you said, Atlanta's been giving up a lot of yards, uh, a lot of points. They're, they're banged up on defense, so should be should be fruitful for Ben. I don't know if I'll end up on him in cash because I just don't know that that leaves me enough to spend up at the positions that I want to, but it's definitely... Definitely a solid play this week. Myself, um, I'm looking at Matt Stafford this week. Now, you might say, oh, Green Bay's defense is rated um, rated up there pretty high, but part of that is they, have, they faced Trubisky in week one who only – Threw for like 170 yards, and then last week they faced the Bills, who didn't even get 100 yards passing. Uh, they gave up quite a bit more than uh, than that to Minnesota and Washington, a little bit uh, more prolific offenses. And um, this week uh, they're going against. You know, Detroit, Stafford's averaging 300 yards a game, and he's he's got three really nice weapons. And, and the the emergency or the the emergence of uh, on Johnson in the backfield kind of gives him that threat and makes the play action work even better. So I'm really liking Stafford this week. Yeah, I mean, he's put up 1,200 yards in four games. Yeah, he's got 112 attempts or completions at this point. So uh, that kind of volume at that price is pretty good. 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Golden Tate and Marvin Jones and Babytron is the in Kenny Galladay is is probably one of the top three uh three man receiving cores in the NFL, I'd say. So he's got some weapons. Uh it's a division game. The only thing that might worry me a little bit is I think Green Bay might want to slow the game down with all the injuries that they've been having, but uh, I think at 5,700, Stafford's probably one of your better options at at that price point this week. So, uh, and then moving on then to running back, uh, who do you like? Well, you mentioned that Green Bay may want to slow things down a little bit. And I'm looking at Aaron Jones this week. Um, he did out-snap Jamal Williams last week despite not starting. Detroit gives up the fourth most points to running backs, according to Pro Football Focus. And he's averaging 6.3 yards per carry. I personally think he's the best back on that roster. And hopefully McCarthy will see that soon and uh, start utilizing a little bit more especially with the injuries that they do have at receiver this week. Yeah, I think that can be a good call. Aaron Jones definitely looks like the most explosive back. Um, I know the one concern with him is his pass protection, but if they try to control the game and just put put the ball in his hand, I'm sure that uh, he can return value at that price. Um Myself, I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey. This dude is a stud. He's he's really taken over as like a lead back for for Carolina, not just a, a gimmick back. Um, and he's facing a New York Giants team that's 29th against the run. McCaffrey is also averaging 6.3 receptions per game, which as a uh, as DraftKings is full PPR makes for a nice added bonus there at eight thousand dollars. He's he's in your higher end of running backs, but he gets so much of the workload there for Carolina. I think it's a pretty. I think he's pretty likely to return value there. Yeah, with that kind of target ratio in a PPR format, you kind of have to take it. I mean, he's averaging uh, just over 50 yards a game for receiving. So, like you said, six receptions, 50 yards a game. That's 11 points right there. And then it's just, you know, if he can get a touchdown and another 80 yards on the ground. Yeah, Alvin Kamara just absolutely gashed the Giants' defense last week, and McCaffrey is a similar type player maybe not quite up to that level but he's he's definitely in the discussion in that top five to eight running backs in the league at this point yeah definitely when you're talking about receiving backs i would agree with you and so uh this week at receiver i don't know i'm kind of having a little bit more trouble this week finding finding a lot of options uh, value-wise because the pricing is 
is pretty up on the guys that I'd normally want to play. Um, but I see you're going back to the well in that uh, Pittsburgh-Atlanta game. Yeah, so I've been spending a lot of time this year trying to get the value play at wide receiver. And then I'd keep missing the mark a little bit. So I'm going to pay up a little bit and go with Julio. The guy is averaging 10 targets and 100 yards per game. If he does that, that's, uh, you know, 10 points for your receptions, 10 for your 100 plus the three for going over. So that's a 23-point day right there. He's got a 34% advantage over coverage, according to Pro Football Focus. And Pittsburgh gives the third most points to receivers. He has 43 targets in his four games for 502 yards. The guy's just a volume machine right now. I know 8,500 is a lot, but at that volume, I'm going to take it. And I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that this is the week that he goes into the end zone. You and me both, man. <laughs> you and me both. The guy, you're right. He is just a stud, and, and he's a matchup nightmare for whoever's out there. Pittsburgh has really struggled against the pass. Uh, Matt Ryan really seems to lean on Julio between the 20s. It, it certainly would be nice for owners to to get the payback on a on a touchdown uh, or two or even three, you know, really, really go bonkers. But I, I do like to play. I think, I think maybe people may be shying away from Julio because he's not finding the end zone and everybody's wants to play Calvin Ridley, but Ridley's just not even, he's, it can't be a sustainable pace that he's on touchdown wise because he's not even playing uh, number two uh, as far as snap percentage. So uh, I, I do like Julio. Yeah, I mean, really, the way that the off- offense is rolling and getting Devontae Freeman back for this game against a team that's really struggled on defense, I'm not sure there's a bad play when you're looking at receiver. No, but I'll take whoever's getting the highest volume, and right now that's Julio. Yep. And so I kind of went looking at a value-type play because I I like to um, try to squeeze as many um, high-end running backs in the lineup as I can. And and to do that, i got to get some cheaper plays at receiver. And I I went with Taewon Taylor uh, from Tennessee – Titans, a Tennessee squad that's uh, quietly making a name for themselves as as possibly one of the uh, favorites to to finish high in the AFC, and with Rashard Matthews leaving the team, it it kind of opens up more targets there, and Taewon Taylor is as we saw in the preseason is just super explosive. So if he's, he's gotten, you know, targets and they're only increasing on a week to week basis at 4,000. I think he's a good play. Yeah. uh, You know, he's had 19 targets in four games. 
Uh, you know, so that comes out to just under five targets a game. The the big thing for me that I like about this call is uh, he does have an advantage in coverage, 18%, according to PFF. But the big thing for me is that Corey Davis, who is easily their number one at this point in time, is going to be shadowed by Tredavious White all day, which is just going to open up pockets for Taylor. So I think you could easily return your value at 4X. Yeah, that, that's what I'm looking at. They're playing a bad Buffalo team. So it's looking pretty good for this guy with the opportunity that, that you know, a couple of weeks from now he could end up in that five to $6,000 range if he has a breakout here. So try to get in on him while he's low-priced. The uh, tight end position is pretty interesting this week. I, I actually, there's a lot of plays that I like. It just depends on on what I can manage salary wise. Uh, and you're you're looking at at one of the lower price guys this week. Yeah, I'm uh, targeting CJ Zuma from Cincinnati. Uh, going up against Miami. Uh, here's the big thing is that Cincinnati has targeted their tight ends 31 times through four games. That's just under eight targets a game. Uh, CJ was already getting some of those. And now that Eifert's done for the year, uh, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery. That poor guy just can't stay on the field. But those targets are going to have to go somewhere. And I believe he's the number one for it. Uh, and, uh, I believe Miami's going to probably be focusing on A.J. Green. He may still get his. Uh, Miami's got a pretty good cover corner over there in Woods, so I'm thinking Azuma could get some good targets. Uh, you know, give me give me four or five targets or receptions for, you know, 70 yards and a touchdown, and let's just call it a day. Well, that certainly would be a fortunate uh, stat line there, but uh... – yeah, twenty nine hundred against Miami, who's a little weak through the middle. Uzoma does get uh, more more targets in the passing game than the other guy that they have there. Um, he's, <clears throat> I, I think, last year he was the kind of favorite when when they were without Eifert as well at the tight end position. So, and quietly, Andy Dalton's having a pretty pretty decent season so the the production is there from the quarterback where you might think that uh that this has an opportunity to pay pay off one other thing is that uh joe mixon is back this week but uh geo bernard is 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 out so they're only going to go with one back so they need to use some of the short passing game to make up for that because you can't just run mixing into the ground coming off a, off a knee scope. So it, it really probably means there's some more short game passing opportunity there. Here's to hoping. <laughs> and uh, for me, I, the guy that, has been fitting into the lineups that I'm building probably the best is uh, Vance McDonald. You know, 
Chris Connie's nightmare. They're they're playing in the, he's in that Atlanta Pittsburgh game and the guy after starting off the season slow, he's really come on as the the lead tight end target for Roethlisberger in that offense. Uh, and he's he seems to have a knack for uh, breaking out some big plays. And in a in a game that is going to have probably sixty points scored or more, you got to think that there there's a little piece of the action available to him. Yeah, he is a guy that. Uh doesn't go down easy he likes to fight for every yard uh, he's got 12 catches through three games for 200 yards you know and like you said uh you know he he trucked over chris Connie like crazy uh you know and that was what a 75 yard play uh, so if you take that away 11 catches for 125 yards he's averaging just over 10 yards a catch that's pretty good for your tight end so you know if you can get four for ten I'm sorry, four for 40-plus, it's looking pretty good. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, did you uh, come up with any any sort of a chalk buster this week? I'm kind of, kind of light on that. Uh, you know, with the... <laughs> With all the the fun health issues going on, I did not bother with the chalk buster or a weekly bet this this time. Yeah, that's fine. We're we're sorry that we're not getting uh, you're not getting us at full strength, but we did want to get a a show out for you, get some of our plays. We are still looking at it, and I'm sure we'll be back uh, with more bad calls <laughs> next week, but. We do want to thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. It, we are starting to get some organic growth outside the family and friends realm, which is encouraging. Uh, the only way we can keep doing that is for you to like and share and leave reviews on the uh, podcast sites. We appreciate anything you can do for us there. Uh, I can be reached at Justin M. West on Twitter, JMW's1977 on Instagram. JD, where you can be, where you can you be found? Yeah, just uh, Twitter and Instagram at JD West22. Uh, you know, send us those questions. Uh, give us some, uh, you know, some takes on what you want to hear about next week. Yeah, definitely. And again, we we apologize for the. Uh, abbreviated episode this week yeah definitely so you can you can find the show at another bad call on twitter facebook instagram another bad call.com another bad call at gmail.com if you want to send us an email uh, we hope that you have a profitable week in your fantasy football plays and hopefully you can avoid another bad call